Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah. Mark Pooley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments, His instructions. And I pray that your week has been a blessing. I pray that you are growing and increasing in your understanding of Yahweh's laws and commandments, His law, His instructions. I also pray that if you're struggling in some area of your life, that Yahweh would give you the victory. And never forget, He is our shield. He surrounds us like a hedge. He is a wall of fire round about us. And I declare Yah's blessing upon your life as we continue standing and praying for the nation of Israel that all that Yahweh has promised Israel would belong to Israel and all that has been stolen from Israel would be restored by Yah's power and by the power of his name. So today, what I want to minister on, give us some insight concerning what is taking place between Israel and Palestine, and <clears throat> if it has any biblical foundations, and what we're going to learn is about Esau and Jacob, who Yahweh changed his name later, to Israel. And you are going to learn, as we taught last week, about who the Amalekites were, and that they are descendants, or yeah, they are descendants of the Amalekites. I'm saying that wrong. What I'm meaning to say is the Palestinians, the Arabs, the people of the Middle East, many of them are descendants of the Amalekites. And even if in the natural they are not blood descendants, it, that spirit has been transferred upon them and they have received it and accepted it and they have, just like the Amalekites, Yahweh promised that he would wage war against the Amalekites. So anybody that is anti-Semitic, whether it's in the natural realm or in the spiritual. So you, we need to understand that people that don't obey Yahweh's instructions, people that don't keep the Sabbath, people that don't live according to His laws and commandments, people that don't keep the feast, whether they realize it or not, 
they are anti-Semitic. They are anti-Yahweh's instructions. And when you are anti-Yahweh's instructions, deception, corruption, will take place in your life. And you may say you are standing for Israel and with Israel, but then you're living a lifestyle of paganism which is against Israel. And so how can two walk unless they be agreed? So if you truly want to take a stand for Israel and with Israel, then you need to take a stand on what the Scripture says about Israel. If you are believing in the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and in the Messiah that Yahweh sent, and you live according to pagan theology, you keep pagan days, you change the name of the Hebrew Messiah to a pagan name, then you are not standing with and for Israel. You are anti-Israel. And see, and I know <clears throat> that many may have a hard time receiving that, but nonetheless, it is true, and we need, if we're believers in the Creator and believers in the Messiah, in the Deliverer, then we need to abort everything that is connected to paganism, and we need to follow Yahweh's ways, Yahweh's instructions. And he said, keep the Sabbath. <clears throat> you know, one of the things I saw on Facebook, something, someone, that they say they're believers, they had their Halloween costumes on, and I mentioned to my wife, I said, these people say they're believers, and they believe in the Creator. And how many times they have seen teachings, scriptures, posts about Halloween and its satanic origin and what it represents, <clears throat> pagan deities, and yet they still participate in it. To me, that just blows me away. What that tells me is they really don't believe in the Creator. Because if they believed in the Creator and they loved Him with all their heart and with all their soul, they would obey His instructions. And we realize that there are few, maybe a tithe or 10%, of all of humanity and the population of the world really and truly are set apart. And just like 90% of people that call them believers don't believe in tithing, there are that many people that don't believe in Yahweh's instructions and don't live according to them. See, it's one thing to say you believe. It's another thing 
that your lifestyle bears out that you believe. All right, so all that was to say that we're going to talk about Isaac, or not Isaac, excuse me, Esau and Israel. And we're going to see that all the wars that Israel has been in, and they've triumphed over all of them that Yahweh put them in, that they were done by the descendants and by the spirit of Esau, or Amalekites. It's all the same. We studied about the Amalekites, why Yahweh said they must be destroyed in the scriptures, and now we're going to study about, and again, I'm not going to be able to, to share with you, teach you every single thing the scripture says about it, but it will be enough for you to, to receive it and then do your research on your own from there. And so we see in the book of beginnings, Genesis 25, in verse 21, it says that Isaac prayed to Yahweh on behalf of his wife, for she was barren, and Yahweh was entreated for him, and his wife, Rebekah, conceived. And Yahweh said to her, In verse 23, two nations are in your womb. Even two peoples shall break from your body. And one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. And her days were fulfilled to bear and behold, twins were in her womb. And the first came out, all of them red like hairy robe. So this right here defeats black Israelite theology that all the people of Israel were black in nature. It has nothing to do with skin color. Because red like a hairy robe means he's reddish. The Bible says that David was reddish. I have a nephew. If you would have looked at, at his mother and his father, neither one of them had red hair. But they had Irish um, in their bloodline. And Mikey was born you know, with a red complexion. That's what this means. And so it says here that the first one came out with red complexion. You don't see a black individual with red complexion. And they called his name Esau. So Esau had red complexion. The scripture also says David had red complexion. Okay, and afterward, his brother came out, and his hand 
was holding to the heel of Esau. And the reason this is, is because Jacob was to be born first. But Esau took advantage and came out first, and Jacob was trying to pull him back in because he knew he was to be born first. And you'll see this as Rebekah had Jacob deceive Isaac in making him think that he was Esau in order to get the blessing. And that was because Rebekah knew Yahweh's heart. She didn't go by the flesh, she went by the Spirit. Alright? And it says, And his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was a son of 60 years old when she was born. Alright? And the boys grew up, and Esau became a man, knowing hunting, a man of the field. He was a warrior. Alright? And Jacob was a simple man living in tents. Right there, there's the comparison between the Palestinians and the people of Israel. The people of Israel are simple people. We know that they lived in tents for many years. They journeyed through the wilderness living in tents or tabernacles. And... It, in today's world, you see the Palestinians are people of war. Why? Because their descendants were people of war. They were hunters. Alright? And it says that Isaac loved Esau, for game was in his mouth, and Rebekah loved Jacob. Alright? And, and you can compare this with Isaac and Ishmael. And we might do a teaching on that as well. That Ishmael represents the flesh. Which also, when you look at Palestinians. When you look at, when I say Palestinians, I mean Hamas, the terrorist groups. And those that are associated with them. Not all Palestinians hate Israel. Many of them support Israel. And to them we pray Yahweh's protection. But it says here that Isaac loved Esau. Rebekah loved Jacob. And when you compare Ishmael to Isaac... One was a man-made, I will force my way into things, which is what the terrorist groups, Hamas and ISIS and all those groups, Jihad, do. They force, they're trying to force their way and taking what they believe to be theirs, but 
It is not. It belongs to Isaac. It belongs to Jacob. It belongs to Israel by promise of Yahweh, the Creator. All right? And so we can compare and you can connect Ishmael, 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 and Esau to many of these Palestinian groups that are constantly attacking Israel and anybody that supports Israel. And that's why ISIS did what they did on 9-11 because America supports Israel. And also because America was starting to go the way of pagan nations and, and you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing. And judgment was issued. And it came through Esau and Ishmael type descendants and the spirit of Ishmael and the spirit of Esau. And praise Yahweh, at least the people on that plane on 9-11 in Pennsylvania, the men rose up and um, took down the... Uh, ISIS warrior and sadly everyone lost their life but it it stopped their objective which I believe was the White House and it stopped them you know there are things that definitely needs to be changed in America in our government and in the White House but doing it through military attack is not going to accomplish it. There's a way of the flesh, Ishmael, Esau. And then there's a way of the spirit, Israel, prayer, so on and so forth. Yahweh's word. All right, let's continue. And then we read about that Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. Why would he do that? Because it didn't mean anything to him because it wasn't promised him. It wasn't for him. It was for Jacob. And, and Jacob took back, he saw the opportunity, and he took back what belonged to him. And he said, I'll give you a bowl of beans. That's why my wife loves beans. He'll give you a bowl of beans. Or I'll give you a bowl of beans if you sell me your birthright. And if something was important to you, you know, maybe something that was passed on from generation, you wouldn't sell it no matter how desperate you became. You'd, no, I'm not going to sell it. And so, Jacob took back his birthright, which was to be the firstborn and all the promises that went with the firstborn and you can read in chapter 26 excuse me about the birthright and the blessing 
um, let's let's just go down, and I would encourage you to read chapter Genesis 26 and 27 in context, and and you will see. Look in chapter 26 and verse 32, and it happened on that day, Isaac's slaves came and told them about the well which they had dug, and said to him, We found water. And he called it Sheba. And so the name of the city is the well of Sheba until this day. And Esau was a son of 40 years, and he took a wife, Judith, the daughter of Bere, the Hittite. Hittites were pagan. And they were forbidden to take wives from the land of Canaan or pagans. And yet Esau, this shows you already his rebellion, and still the rebellion goes on. And it says, and, he, and also he took Basemath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. Alright? So that's something to notice, that Esau took for himself pagan wives. Alright? And then it says in verse 35, they were a grief of spirit to Isaac and to Rebekah. Why? Because they knew Yahweh's instructions. That they were not to intermarry with people involved in pagan religions. Why? Because they would lead you into pagan idolatry. All right? Um, and then chapter 27 goes through how Jacob um, and Rebekah deceived Isaac in getting back the birthright. But for time's sake, we'll just skip over that part. You can read it. And see, and I never understood it until recently that Yahweh was okay with how Jacob deceived Isaac to get back his birthright because it had originally belonged to him in the womb. And Esau jumped out first when he wasn't supposed to come out first. And Rebekah understood this. Rebekah understood Yahweh's plan. Alright, and then we know about the blessing that came upon Jacob. Um, verse 28, May Elohim give you the dew of the heavens, the fatness of the earth, much grain and wine. Well, that, I think that was... Um, yeah, that's, that's accurate. And may the nation serve you and peoples bow to you. Be a ruler to your brothers. And may your mother's sons bow to you. Cursed be those who curse you or mistreat you. So, 
the, the people of Palestine, the people that support Hamas and these terrorist organizations, this applies to you. When you support them, cursed shall you be. And blessed shall be the people that support Israel. It's part of the blessing of Abraham. And it happened that when Isaac made an end of blessing Jacob, then it came that Jacob had hardly left his father Isaac, and his brother Esau came in, verse 30, from his hunting. And he also made savory meat and came to his father, and he said to his father, Let my father rise, eat from the game of his son, so that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, <clears throat> Who are you? And he said, I am your firstborn son, Esau. And Isaac was terrified with great anxiety, and then was the one who hunted game, came to him, and I ate from it, <clears throat> and I ate from it all before you came, and I blessed him. Yea, or yes, he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard these words, now these are words that are still prophetically ringing in Palestinian, um, Middle Eastern, Arab nations that are anti-Israel. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out a great and very bitter cry. And that is taking place now because Hamas and those supporting Hamas and many in Palestine in the West Bank and all those uh, Iran and all those other <coughs> Arab nations believe, <coughs> excuse me, that Israel needs to be eradicated off the face of the earth. And the reason they believe it is they believe that that land that Israel has belongs to them. <clears throat> but it does not. It belongs to Israel because of the promise. And even if it did belong to Esau and all those anti-Israel groups, even Isaac said, I can't undo it. I cannot reverse it. What is said is said. What is blessed is blessed. And the people that are anti-Israel 
and that our pro-Palestinian need to understand this. That land does not belong to you. It belongs to Jacob and Israel. It belongs to them by inheritance. The West Bank does not belong to the Palestinians. It's part of what belongs to the people and to the land and to the nation of Israel. We need to understand that. And Israel and the land of Israel need to rise up, which they're doing now, and taking it back. <clears throat> All right, and just, you know, read the rest of the chapter, but for time's sake, look in verse 41. And this is what these anti-Israel, Palestinian, anti-Israel, -Pal anti Palestinian terrorist groups are doing. It says, and Esau hated Jacob. That explains it right there. Esau hated Jacob. Palestinians hate Israel. Not all of them, but the anti-Israel ones, the terrorist ones, the ones that are pro-Hamas, the, the ones that are pro-Iran, the ones that are pro-Syria. All those groups around there hate Israel. Why? Because they are of and from their descendants, the Amalekites and Esau, and that spirit has been transferred from generation to generation. And Yahweh said that he would war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. He won't quit. And they will never, meaning these anti-Israel terrorist groups, will never possess Israel. They will never conquer Israel. And we'll see that as we're going to go to Obadiah in a minute. So it says, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. And that's why these anti-Israel groups hate Israel is because of the blessing. They may not realize it, but nonetheless, that's why they hate them, and that's why they're continuing for generations past, they're always attacking Israel. That little nation, they're always attacking Israel. The Jew, I mean, um, Hitler tried to er eradicate them. They, he caused much suffering, but the Jews rose up triumphantly as their allies supported them. And they will rise up triumphantly today, as well as in the f any future attacks, because Yahweh's behind them, and their allies will support them. Their allies will support them. Notice how much the, Israel's allies came to their defense and supported them, like, like um, um, Aaron and Hur lifted up Moses' arms when he was getting tired. He lifted them up, and when he lifted them up, Israel's army overcame. You and I can do that same thing spiritually by 
praying, interceding, and declaring what thus saith Yahweh concerning the people, the land, and the nation of Israel. And when we do, they will overcome, just like they did back in when the Amalekites were attacking Israel. And so we need to do that. So it says, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And so that war began between Esau and Jacob. And it is continuing today. And then Rebekah warned Jacob of Esau's intent to kill him and said, go to your uncle Laban, to Haran, and stay with him until your brother's fury is over. Well, it's never been over. It's been transferred from generation to generation. Evil spirits have seen to it that it's been transferred from generation to generation. For Esau to hate Jacob and try to wipe out Jacob or Israel. It's called the transference of spirits. And so, let's turn to Obadiah. In the Hebrew Roots Bible, it's page 806. And we need to see and understand that what is going on in the Middle East started in the book of Genesis. And it has just progressed and progressed and progressed. And that's where terrorism comes from, the majority of it. And I know there are terrorists in America that, you know, are not connected to Esau or the Amalekites. You know, many of them suffer from quote-unquote mental illness which is really just demons manifesting. And it's possible that those demonic spirits are being transferred unto these individuals and they do all these crazy things. I mean, if you look at these mass shootings, where did they learn this from? The terrorists. The terrorists that comes out of the Middle East, Esau. All right, in the book of Obadiah, and again, I would encourage you to read this whole thing. But when you do, you're going to see many things that reference Esau. So verse 1 says, the vision of Obadiah, so says Yahweh concerning Edom. And Edom is Esau. Now, one of the things um, that you need to understand is the Hebrew word for Hamas means violence. 
And that's what Esau was all about. He was violent. When you look at these terrorist groups, they are violent. Now, it's one thing for a military to respond to people that come in the spirit of wickedness and evil and, you know, blow up buildings, blow up people, and they rise up and say, that's it. We're going to go in and wipe them out. That's one thing. That's justified military action. Just like when America went into war against Nazi Germany because Nazi Germany was wanting to wipe out and destroy Israel, the Jews. And the Jews are just one-twelfth of the tribe of Israel. And why they constantly are picking on the Jews, I do not know. But we, when you do a word study on Edom, you will always find that it means Esau. Edomites are connected to Esau. And Esau was not black, as the black Israelites like to teach. Esau was of red complexion. All right? All right, then it says, um, verse 2, Behold, I have given you to be, a, to be small among the nations. You are greatly despised. You are greatly despised. Now he's talking to Esau. He's talking to the Edomites. He's talking to these terroristic groups. He's talking to those that are pro-Hamas, pro-terrorism, pro-Palestinians that are for Hamas, not the Palestinians. And there's lots of Palestinians that are against Hamas and that are for Israel. And it says, you are greatly despised the pride of your heart has deceived you. Dwelling in the clefts of the rocks, his dwelling is lofty, saying in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? These terrorist groups really believe no one can defeat them. Iran believes no one can defeat them. Russia believes no one can defeat them. Now, something else I've noticed in my study is all these terrorist groups, especially in the Middle East, they all dwell and somehow survive in the wilderness. They're from the wilderness. They were drove into the wilderness. They live into the wilderness. They dig tunnels to survive in the wilderness. That's something else that's of great information. You don't see uh, Israel building tunnels. They build bomb shelters to protect them from the terrorists. But they don't hide under hospitals and operate 
through caves under hospitals or under mosques trying to hide behind religion and operate and terrorize a city. They don't hold, um, Israel doesn't hold women as shields or hostages as shields, human shields, or rape and murder innocent women and the elderly. No, that's all things that terrorists do. People of wickedness, people of violence, Hamas in the Hebrew word. Israel and Jacob does not do that. People of righteousness do not do, not do that. They don't hide behind the innocent and let them be killed to protect their lives. They go in militarily and face you face to face. But that's not what terrorist groups do. They lurk in the darkness. They hide behind hostages. They come when you least expect it and rape, pillage, and murder you. They have no sanctity of life. All right. So then Yahweh says in verse 4, Though you rise high as the eagle, and though you set your nest between the stars, I will bring you down from there, declares Yahweh. Yahweh says you're going to be brought low. He also said that to Hasatan, that you will be brought low. So that also tells us that these terrorist groups that are of Esau and of the Amalekites are of Satan. And they will be brought low. They may inflict suffering like many families lost lives in World War II. Many families lost lives in 9-11. Many lost lives on October 7th, 2023 in Israel when they were attacked, murdered, raped, and taken hostage. They did suffer. But in the end, Yahweh will give Israel the victory. Yahweh said, I will bring you down. That's His promise to Israel. That's His promise against Edom or Esau and Edomites, the terrorist groups, and against the Amalekites. He said he will, he will war against you and Yahweh is never going to lose. These are all reasons why you need to be very careful with the words you say if you've been saying things like the Jews that live in the land of Israel are not the biblical Jews. Yes, they may not be living according to Yahweh's laws and commandments the way they should. But when you say things like that, one, you're being foolish. And two, you are anti-Semitic. And at that time, you are pro-Hamas. 
You are pro these terroristic groups, and Yahweh will bring you down. He will give you a season to repent. He will give you a season to realize what you've been saying is foolish by either Yah's Spirit will show you or He will bring teaching across your path that will show you that you are being foolish. And so Yahweh said, I'll bring you down. Then he says, if thieves come to you, if destroyers by night. See, to me that describes terroristic groups. That describes Hamas. That describes Esau. That describes the Edomites. That describes the Amalekites. <clears throat> Verse 6, how Esau is searched out, his hidden things are sought out, although men of your covenant have dismissed you to the border, the men who are at peace with you have deceived you and have prevailed over you. Verse 8, shall I not in that day even destroy the wise out of Edom, and understanding out of the mount of Esau declares Yahweh. So again here, Yahweh is issuing a decree, a prophetic word. A prophecy, a promise. That he will destroy all that is of Esau. He will destroy all those that are of the Edomites, the Amalekites. Or any terroristic group. This is the prophet. And see, we need, as believers, we need to be restored back to the prophets and Yahweh's instructions. And the prophets are saying, they're not talking about humanitarianism. You know, oh, we need to, you know, all the people in in, you know, um, the West Bank, they need to be fed, and they need to be clothed, you know, and I get it. I get it. I get it from a human standpoint. But you can either look at things through the flesh, through the eyes of Ishmael and Esau, or you can look at things through the eyes of the Spirit. Remember, in Deuteronomy 7, he said that when you go into the land, remove and destroy all the ites, the Canaanites, Hittites, and all that, and have no mercy upon them. Have no covenant with them. Do not enter into marriage with them or any other relationship. Why? Because Yahweh is against them because of their paganism, because of their idolatry. And he's still against them. All right, verse number 9 says, And your mighty ones, and he's talking about Esau, Edomites, the Amalekites, all their idols, all their false gods they serve in all those Middle Eastern countries, 
I mean, there's false people serve false gods in America as well. He says, These mighty ones, O Taman, shall be afraid, so that each man from the mountain of Esau shall be cut off by slaughter. This is what the prophet Obadiah is prophesying and Yahweh is saying. Shame shall cover you from the violence against your brother Jacob and you shall be cut off forever. Now that word violence in the Hebrew is Hamas. And it is the same name of the terrorist group that operates, that controls, that governs, that has built um, their life in the, in the West Bank, intermingling with the people of Palestine so that no one would know who is for Israel and who is part of the terrorist group. And we are just praying that all those that are of Hamas be exposed and all those that are of Israel be protected. And there are many in the Western Bank that are of Israel. They support Israel. All right? It says here, you shall be cut off forever, meaning the people of Hamas, these terroristic groups, the groups in Iran, in Saudi Arabia, in Syria, in Jordan, and in any other nation or people groups that are terrorists. You will be exposed and you will be cut off by the power of Yahweh. Whether it's through the natural, meaning military police force, or Yahweh himself will cut you off. Read, I believe it's 2 Kings 19, where they woke up and there were 185,000 slain in the streets. That was Yahweh's doing. And I believe at some point that's going to take place. Once again. Alright, just for time's sake... Look in um, verse 15. For the day of Yahweh is near on all the nations. And the nations, plural, represents pagan nations. Nations that do not serve Yahweh, that do not live according to His laws and commandments. And it says, as you have done, it shall be done to you. As you have done, it shall be done to you. As these terrorist organizations has done to Israel, and people that support Israel, it shall be done for you. Or it shall be done to you. Again, Yahweh's prophetic word, they will not escape the fire. Your reward shall return on your head. Hallelujah. For as you drunk of my holy mountain, my set-apart mountain, 
So all the nations shall drink. Yea, they shall drink and shall swallow, meaning the pagan nations, and they shall be as if they had not been. What does that mean? It shall be as if they never existed. And Hamas and all these other pro-Hamas organizations and individuals shall be as if they never were. But the ones who escaped shall be on Mount Zion, excuse me. And they shall be set apart. Hallelujah. The house of Jacob, Israel, shall possess their own possessions. The house of Israel shall possess what rightfully belongs to them. And all that which these terrorist nations have stolen from Israel shall return to Israel. Israel shall regather their stolen possessions, their stolen inheritance. The people of Israel shall gather all that which has been stolen from them. Hallelujah. I believe Yahweh was prophesying right there. And the house of Jacob shall be fire, and the house of Joseph, again this represents Israel, a flame, and the house of Esau for straw. That means the house of Esau, these terroristic people, nations, and organizations shall be burnt up like straw is burnt up in a fire. You just light a little fire to straw and poof, it's going to go up. That is the end. That's going to be the end of these terroristic pagan nations. And have you ever noticed that all these pagan nations are Muslim nations? All goes hand in hand. That's another teaching. And then it says, And no survivor shall be to the house of Esau. No survivor shall be to the house of Esau, for Yahweh has spoken. No survivor shall be for the house of Esau. That's the Edomites, the Malachites, those that are anti-Israel, those that are pro-Hamas, those that are pro-Iran, those that are pro the things of wickedness and violence. It says, no survivor. Alright? And verse 20, And the exiles of this force shall go to the sons of Israel. And the exiles of this force shall go to the sons of Israel, who shall possess the land of the Canaanites, shall possess the land of the Canaanites, which is the current land of Israel and the West Bank. That's all the land of the Canaanites. It shall come back into the hands of Israel. 
And then it says, And deliverers, verse 21, shall go up into the mountain of Zion to judge the mountain of Esau, and the kingdom shall be to Yahweh. So we see here through this teaching that nothing good is promised in the end of Esau. He tried to steal Jacob's inheritance, Jacob's inheritance, which he temporarily stole when he was born first, didn't mean anything to him. That's why he sold it. And that's why Jacob had the wisdom to take it back. And that's why Rebekah understood Yah's will and sent Jacob in to deceive Isaac to regather what rightfully belonged to him, and that is the blessing. And there has been war between Esau and Israel ever since. And in the end, Israel will win. Israel will defeat Esau and the Amalekites and the Edomites and the Ishmaelites. Israel will rise up triumphant. Israel will be blessed. Israel and the people of Israel will gather and live in their inheritance. Yahweh has promised it. Yahweh has prophesied it. And all we need to say is so be it. Now, it's sad that many have suffered in Israel. Many that live in the West Bank, that is for Israel, have suffered. I believe the last I read, there's been a million people in the West Bank displaced out of their homes. But nonetheless, Yahweh is going to regather what belongs to Israel and we need to pray that the government of Israel would realize that they need to take this back and possess it and not give it back to Palestine. So Father, we're, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this teaching. I pray that it enlightens people. I pray that it blesses people. I pray that we would understand what has been foretold and ordained from the beginning in the Torah that we are living in today. May Yahweh bless all of Israel. May Yahweh prosper all those that support Israel. May Yahweh build a hedge all around Israel and all those that support Israel. And Father, we just bless you, we honor you, we worship you, and we thank you for this word of Yahweh, and may it just bring illumination and understanding by the power of your name. If you want to connect with us, YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com is our website. You can connect with us on Facebook. But until next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you. Yahweh give you great peace. Yahweh protect you. Yahweh make a way for you where there seems to be no way. 
Be blessed. Be protected by the power of Yahweh's name.